You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, September 25th, 2017. You're listening to episode 278. My name is Rob. I finally ditched Jason. And I brought Neil on the show. Hi, Neil. Hi, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, Neil Roberts, a longtime listener, new co-host of the show. Mm-hmm. We're done with Jason. Uh, Jason's not in the picture anymore. We are in his house at the moment, um, but, you know, uh, who needs him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Screw that guy. Hi, Neil. Hey. Hey, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, what are you doing here? I'm going to Grand Con. Going to Grand Con. I figured it was roughly on the way. Yeah. Might as well while Jason isn't at home. That's great. Come down here and record a podcast with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's upstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what lie we told him, so. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I know how to run all his equipment now. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Um, Well, cool. Grand Con. That's cool. So, we're actually recording this a couple of days before Grand Con Mm -hmm. because you're here early for that. And because of our wonky recording schedule, um, that's kind of the only option we had. So, we have not been to Grand Con yet. And this episode is going up a couple of weeks after Grand Con. So I've played this joke on Jason before. How was Grand Con? It was great. I sold five games. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. For a million dollars a piece. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the biggest contract anyone's ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, in the history for, of game design. For for advances, yeah. Well, I, all right. To be fair, Donald X probably does better than that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, he thinks he is. They were, I mean, everyone was telling me that I'm better than him, so oh, that's well, why I assumed that well, maybe you're right, the then. advances were better. Maybe. Yeah. That could be. Huh. Cool. Uh, um, wow. So uh, so now that you're a, a game design superstar, uh, what's next for you? Well, no one knows that I am yet. Cause oh, because the games aren't out. Yeah. hasn't been published Yeah, yet. I can't talk about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I think I'm hearing something from upstairs. Now, I guess it's just the kids running around. It's fine. Um. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um. You've you've got a you've you've brought something with you here. Yeah. What What do you got there? It's uh the rule book for Loch Ness. For Loch Ness. Loch Ness. I'm a big fan of Loch Ness, the place. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Yep. Um. But I don't know anything about Loch Ness, the game. It's probably one of my new favorite games. Okay. I. So when I first started getting into board gaming, I read a bunch of weird random stuff because there wasn't Cardboard Edison yet. Oh, okay. Like the story I always tell is that uh, I found out about the Building the Game podcast the day after the first episode came out. Okay, yeah. Because the way that I was learning about board games was I was using one of those uh, sites that just is like, here's what you would probably want to read if you look up board games. Uh Like it, it was called Zyder. And, one and, of those things, like Apple News now. Yeah, and you found us on there? Yeah, and your podcast was wow. on there, so I listened to the first episode like the day after it came out. That's crazy. So that's why if I when I call in, I like you, I like to pretend I'm your first listener. As far as we know, our first listener for sure, yeah. 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 Wow. First non, non-solicited. Uh, and then it's cool. Loch Ness yeah. was one of the other things that turned up when I was reading uh, about okay. stuff back then. I think, uh, was it Geek Dad? Uh, Jonathan... Geek Dad. Jonathan uh, Liu. Liu. Uh, yeah. He had written uh, a pretty good review of it. Okay. I actually tracked it down 
when I was uh, trying to remember how I had heard about it. And okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was his review that I'd read about it. Um, and I'd had it on my game list for yeah. a long time. And yeah. it was like the low priority one. And I've gone through and people have bought pretty much everything on my list. And someone eventually bought me Loch Ness. Oh, nice. Okay. Right on. <clears throat> oh, oh, hey, I think, I think, I think Jason just brought us beer. Oh, okay. Hey guys, you want some beer? Hey, thanks, yes. Jason. I wow. heard there were people downstairs in my house. So yeah. How did you know? How did you know I like Scotch Ale? I, I'm just really wow. smart. Yeah. That's great. This is this is Dark Horse Bourbon Barrel Age Scotty Karate Scotch Ale. Mm. Yes, so, Scotty Karate. Here, let me since uh, let me serve you guys both here. Oh, thank um, you. I'll uh, um, I'll Neil open yours for you, but Jason can figure it out himself. <laughs> he doesn't trust guests to open beer. Mm. No, no, because after there was an accident. In my house. There was. And actually, maybe you shouldn't trust me to open beer. <laughs> You've opened a lot of beer in my house. <laughs> actually, I just can't reach your beer. True story. Otherwise, I would open it for you. Uh, how is it? Malty. Malty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me try. The best attribute of beer. Mmm. Mmm. It's tasty. I do taste the bourbon barrel. Mm-hmm. It is tasty. Yeah. I've had it before, but it is tasty. I'm lying, builders. Jason was here the whole time. <laughs> oh, oh man, was. we were doing a thing. It was a bit. Hi, Jason. It was a bit. You know, what I wanted to say, Rob, was that bit went on for a long time. It sure did. I was I was listening to you guys uh, and wishing I could speed it up to like 1.4-ish. Oh. It would have been great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that would have been... It would have been faster for you, but same amount of time for us, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how that works. I actually yeah. have been listening to you guys at 1x speed lately. Have you? I had to, to catch up. I had to go pretty uh, pretty ham. But, oh, oh, I see. Yeah. But once I once I caught up, good back down to one. Slowed it back down. Yeah. So. Well, so are, is that an okay change? Do you feel okay about that? I, I, I have to say the period of time where I was listening to you at like one and a half x. Uh-huh. I don't think I remember any of the game pitches. So, <laughs> so <laughs> let that be a warning to the builders that. Yeah. You don't remember game pitches. You, yeah, you want to forget the game pitches. Breeze past that. So basically, all you're doing is you were just, uh, you were just hearing voices pass in and out of your ears, and then you felt like you had accomplished something. Yeah, it's like without actually retaining anything. Yeah, it's like when you're reading and hearing things at the same time, uh-huh. and you don't really think that you're absorbing it all, but you really are. Oh, okay. It's in your soul. It's in your soul, <laughs> even even if it's not in your brain. <laughs> you absorb which, it, which yeah. may not help you because right. it's in your soul, which means you don't remember. But yeah, somewhere it's, it's in there. I, yeah. It becomes a part of you. Yeah. Wow. I just need to make sure I'm the best builder I can be, <laughs> even if I don't remember the pitches. Yeah, that's fine. I forget most of them too. <laughs> Every now and then, somebody will email us about a game that I pitch. I'll be like, "What? Did I, I pitch that? Yeah. Really? I I'll, I go back and look at like old." I, I file my old games in Google Drive, right? Yeah. Then every once in a while, I'll go back and in that folder, and I'll start looking, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. I should pitch this game again. Yeah. No one will remember. <laughs> or the worst is when I'm like, oh, yeah, that I've been meaning to get back to, for a while, to that for a while. Let me go find my notes, and I go back my, to find my notes, and it's like half of a page yes! that I wrote in there just to get ready for a show, and everything else I remember about it is what we talked about in the conversation, and none of it's written down, and I sure as crap am not going to go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> Because I'm lazy. <laughs> well, I like the, the first time we hung out at Grant, at not Grant Con, at Gen Con, uh-huh. uh, and I had kind of like a nice encyclopedic knowledge of the show. You did yes. at that point, and <laughs> yeah, more than we did. You can ha- you can have that for a few episodes, but not for what 250. Mm. Mm. I-, I felt like the author of like of like a series of books where yeah. people are like, oh, remember in like book three when this happened? You're like, sure, yeah, I wrote was, that. I that was on a, purpose. I uh, had a friend that went and listened. To, I think Ed Greenwood speak. I don't or know. Who that is. Uh, yeah, Ed Green, no, or 
Ari Salvatore. I don't know. Some sure. writer who wrote about um, some character. and uh, Some guy wrote some things. He wrote it was fantasy novel stuff. Right? Okay. And he, uh, he decided he wanted to bring a character back, but he couldn't remember all the equipment they had. <laughs> so he went to a forum and posted like, hey, does anybody remember like what this character had? Nice. He's like, and instantly, boom, 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 everything. And he's yeah. like, so I took it and then I used it. I didn't give those people credit. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he, he just pretended to be an anonymous user. If he really wanted the truth, though, we should have posted a, an incorrect version of what they're. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> what they true. actually yes. had. That he would have been chastised <laughs> yeah. and correct. Well, but then someone would have spent like three weeks actually meticulously going through the book. Right, right, it's true. right. Yeah. It's true. Here's where you're wrong. <laughs> Here nice. are the places where you're wrong. Yeah. So anyway, getting back to Loch Ness. Yeah. So Loch Ness, uh, you were you were you had your eyes on it for a long period of time. Yep. And then finally somebody gifted it to you. Yeah, I was kind of never expecting to have it at all. Uh-huh. Um, but I ended up getting it, and I uh, we were visiting some friends from church. Um, Jody plays uh, in the band sometimes with them. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of practicing. And while they were doing that, I brought out Loch Ness and uh, I played with the kids. There was like a, an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. Uh, and the rules are pretty awful. Mm. But I managed, without upsetting the kids too much, okay. to to figure <laughs> out the gist of what we should be doing. Oh, so you had not played it before. I had not played it before. And I would read this review of it so long ago. Oh, okay. Where the, he actually explains the rules pretty well. Okay. He gets a couple right. things wrong, but... You can forgive him because the rule book's so bad. Yeah, uh, and we played it with the kids, and the the younger kid, the boy, he loved it so much that he bought the game with his own money. Oh wow! And wow. so they ended up they ended up getting it, and they brought it out one night to play it for game night, and they couldn't make heads or tails of it. Couldn't make heads or tails of it, and oh, actually were so kid. upset by the experience Aww. that they had not played it in oh. like the three months that he had owned it for that poor kid. after that. Yeah. After that game. So th- that's the first part of the story. And then what happened next is that we had a game night the other day uh, for Labor Day. Okay. Um, and I told my friends, you're not allowed to do errands. You have to actually take some time with your friends. Uh-huh. Uh, and I convinced them to come over and play games. And we played games like the entire day. Nice. And towards the end of the day, we were like, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Uh, what's something that we can just kind of bring out and play? Uh, so we brought a Loch Ness. Uh, and... Once again, I had trouble with the rules because mm-hmm. it had been a few months since I played it. Um, but we figured it out and we actually house ruled a couple of things. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of the most amazing game experiences cool. that I've had. Because it's it's like a betting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it could have an element of bluffing to it um, if you play your bets face down, which is what we started doing. Okay. So we ended up with this just insane bluffing game where... People were trying to throw everyone else off, and there were just crazy things that happened, and it was just a, a ton of fun. Nice. So I figured now that I've now that I know the rules, now that fresh in my head, mm-hmm. we made a couple of changes to it that are really good. I'll sit down and I'll, I'll write the rules out uh, and make it good. And I gave it to them uh, on Sunday, and nice. I hope that they're going to get a chance to play it and enjoy it. Hope now so. the kids will be happy that they get to play it again. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun because. Um, while this all happened, uh, I tweeted it the other day, um, but uh, let me pull it up here. You guys can talk about something else. <laughs> I, <laughs> it wouldn't pause, pause just for like Twitter. a regular on the show. Yeah, yeah like, right. Oh, really well, I, look up I forgot to look this thing up. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. I had to look it up. <laughs> Speaking of bad rules, uh, I'm I'm officially done with one deck dungeon. Man, screw that game. Screw those rules. Wow. I mean, Len uh, Lenier Wexford, friend of the show, even went so far as to make a video 
uh, for me. <laughs> how to play? How to play One Deck Dungeon. And it was it explained the, how to play the game ten times better than those rules did. But he still went so fast that in ten minutes, I, I just still there was so much that was unclear. And there's there's things in that game. Well, you you found your thing, so you yeah yeah. I'll I'll get back to this. So uh, while I was doing this, the um, the indie games report or indie game report mm-hmm. um, posted a whole they've posted a whole series on. Uh, board game rule writing called the rule book cookbook series hmm. um and dusty dusty oakley does it uh, i'm pretty sure is, is his name okay um he's been at a lot of put a spiel and unpub events right on uh he's only done the first four out of six or seven and they're excellent just nice. e- just absolutely excellent um i love rule writing and editing yeah. <laughs> and i i've really really enjoyed them good and i actually have uh the viewers can't see this, but I've no. actually gone through and I've drawn little circles on all the spelling mistakes and <laughs> layout errors <laughs> and inconsistencies there are in the rules. Nice. Uh, I thought it'd be fun because one of the in one of the recent episodes, you guys had yeah talked about a couple of my rules nitpicks. Yes. That. Well, rules matter. Yes. Rules are very important. Otherwise, and, how do you expect people to play your game? Yeah, and clear rules are so important. So important. So important. When you write them badly, you make little children hate playing games. Yes. yes the, you also make adults hate playing games. Yes. Yeah. Little little children who saved up their money. Saved up their money to buy games. Right. The, the, like, with with One Deck Dungeon, there's, like, so you have, you, you I, I'm not going to get into how all that game plays, because, frankly, I kind of still don't even know how the game plays. But there are there are black dice that you can get in the game. I don't know if either of you have played it. I don't Mm-mm. think Jason has. No. But, so you, no. you can get these black dice, and, and when you're rolling your dice... You can trade in any two of, of any other color for one black die, uh, and there are various ways to do that, I guess. And so it's a black die, and it's just it's just a black die, right? A normal D6. In the rules and in the iconography on the cards, sometimes the black dice are referred to with, with an icon of a black star. Other times, they're a black square. And still other times, they're a black square with a black star inside it. And then there are other times when it's a gray square with a black star inside of it, unless it's a gray square with a gray square inside of it. But they all mean the same thing? They all mean the same thing. Oh, my goodness. It's awful. Drive me crazy. Awful. It's awful. And and then one of the, one of the currencies in the game, because there's like five different types of currency in, in this single-player, one-deck game, one of the currencies is time. And, and you spend time by flipping over cards from the top of the deck. And the goal of the game is to get through the deck three times and then fight the boss. Um, and, and the game talks about spending time as a bad thing. But if you're spending time, you're, you're, you're getting through the game faster and you're getting... So it makes it sound like don't spend time. But I want to spend time because I want to get through the dungeon and I want to, I want to get to the boss and defeat the boss. Because I want this game to end. So I, it just... It, it, everything about it feels counterintuitive and there's an iconography is terrible and and there are words and de- words without definitions terms without definitions mm. oh, that, mm, and it's it's the it is the worst i'm never gonna play it again I'm, i yeah and like i just want to i just want to burn it you wow. know speaking of rules without definitions, so i'm gonna i'm gonna argue with neil for a second here mm. um okay neil is very big about don't say a word until you've defined the word now I'm gonna I so I think I've said on the show before that I disagree with that right yeah. because I feel like I always have midway down in the gameplay section I'll have terms right and I don't always label it but I'll bold words mm-hmm. and give definitions and, or I'll like say there's a section with 
castles. I'll say castles, and then it'll explain what each castle does, right, in detail. Mm. I like. I actually like that better because what that to me what that means is, uh, and you can tell me why I'm wrong. I'm sure you will. Uh, like I'm when thinking I see about that, it for a while. I'm so. like I'm like, hey, you know, the word let's say it says castle. What's a castle? Uh, looks through. Oh, hey, castles. Oh, these are what the castles are. Okay, yeah, like. I feel like it disrupts the flow of reading if I have to stop to read what castles are. Yeah. Like, I just want to know, give me the gist of the game and then explain the stuff I don't understand. Yeah. So uh, the the board game or the rulebook cookbook that I was talking about uh-huh. actually goes into a couple of, they explain it probably better than I could. Uh, and one of the things that uh, that he talks about, the, the tip that he gives is when you are introducing a rule and trying to kind of explain what it is you need to make sure that you put that in a completely different font. Uh, if you're not going to fully clarify what it is in terms of the rules. So especially if in, if the introductory oh, text, yeah. you're saying like, uh, and then you're going to have castles and, and then you have parentheses, italicized text that are like, you know, used to uh, protect you or something like that. Um, okay. So like a short description, a short description. Um, th- that's just the tip for it. And then what he outlines is the problem of it is that, uh, if you spend all of your time defining what it is, what generally will happen is that later on in the rule books, you won't define what it is, or you end up with duplication, which is the second thing that you guys brought up that I want to talk about too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we end up duplication. So what generally happens is that people don't define it later. Yeah. And then you end up with these rule books where you're flipping, to the first page to read part of the rules and then the next right. page to read, read part of the rules. And that actually happens in, that's one of the big problems with the Loch Ness rule book is uh, that they have a first round that's meant to make it um, like easy to start playing the game hmm. and it, you don't take special actions in the, in the first round. Uh, and then they have a second round where you do take special actions, but they leave out all of the parts of the first day that you re- yeah. would repeat intermixed with the things you introduce the second day. Sure. So in order to read the rules, you literally have to cross-reference the f- first two pages of the, of the rules. I yeah, that's that. not... That's another problem. One it's really difficult. Has. And I, I think probably a reason why I'm not as worried about it as you are with that is I generally don't have rules that are more than two pages long. Mm. Like, that is that is uncommon. Maybe two mm-hmm. and a half tops. And that includes a section defining terms, yeah. like a glossary, mm-hmm. right? So I guess that's probably why I'm a little less concerned about it. But yeah, in a rule book... Where like I have to go to page seven to mm-hmm. read about terms of stuff and definitions that sucks. Yeah, yeah that really sucks. Uh, the other problem you run into as well, well, if you use a term and don't say anything about it at all, if you if it's going to be defined later, mm-hmm. um, you need to make sure you have something because one of the other problems you run into is thinking that you missed the explanation. Right, that is true. <laughs> sure, you have to have something. One thing I do that I do see Loch Ness did that I like. Mm. Um, is it doesn't just say 52 cards, mm-hmm. right? It says 52 cards, and then it says 30 castle cards, 30 whatever, 30 yep. whatever, right? That, I know 30, 30, 30 is mm-hmm. not 52, but whatever. Close you enough. know what I mean? <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> it's uh, gamer math. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> what I like about that is, so that that tells me, okay, there. When I the, I always look at the component list because it's like, okay, there are going to be different types of cards to look for when it says give so-and-so this many cards, right? So to me, that's kind of a... a tease to that and Mm. then it'll say give you three castle cards like oh so castle cards are definitely a thing it's been mentioned twice they'll probably tell me what those are later so yeah yeah if it's if it's clear that you haven't missed that definition yet i think it's okay okay 
it, it's definitely more just about uh, how confused is someone going to be. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I've, like I said, I've certainly read some terrible rules. I mean, I've read rules to games where I start reading the rules and I'm just like, nope, I'm not going to play this game. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I wonder if somebody else has played this game before. Rob, have you played this game? Is there a watch it played that, it to me? Yeah. <laughs> for this game? Um, I wonder, I don't... I don't know if you ever read the rules to Saloon Tycoon or if you have any re- memory. Or well, any when I played or... the game at uh, at Origins, yeah. I misunderstood the bribe rule. So, Oh, <laughs> and, okay. And that was taught to me. That's right. Oh, no, I haven't I haven't gone through the rule book for Saloon Tycoon. No. No, okay. All right. I've never read the rule books. I mean, I guess I read them before you submitted them sure. to publishers. Yeah. But I've never read the finished rules because okay. why would I? Because I know how to play the game. I mean, sure. honestly, it's been a while, so I'd probably have to do some refresher. But mm-hmm. um AJ is pretty good about making clear rules. Yeah. So on the rule thing, mm-hmm. have you guys heard about dized or di- what? D-I-Z-E-D? Are you having mm. a stroke? What? <clears throat> so it's this new um, uh, app that you that they do use Indiegogo for. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's the like teach you how to play while you're playing board game app. What? Mm-hmm. And a lot of publishers are signing on to it. I don't understand. So basically, there's a how to play video built right into it. Like into your app. You say, uh-huh. I want to play Saloon Tycoon. Click. And then it's going to pop up and be like, hey, guys, let me teach you how to play Saloon Tycoon. And then it's got like animations and stuff. And it like walks you through oh, it. Oh, that's neat. Um, so basically, it's like, you don't have to read rules anymore. And the, they're hoping that, you know, when a game watches on Kickstarter, they say, mm-hmm. we've got rules via dies, right? And then people want to do that. So publishers have to use their tools to... To and you know upload icons and and structure all that stuff. Right now, Dice will do it for them. Is how I understand it. Oh, really? And the, we want to get to a point with user generated content, but they want to make sure that it is up to up to par, yeah. right? Hmm. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how they're going to get publishers. If publishers could pay for it, which I think is brilliant. Like if a publisher could pay X amount of money to get their game into the app, why not? Mm-hmm. As long as the app is showing like daily active users of X, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like so that they know that it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So if I had something like that, I would try one deck dungeon again. Well, yeah, right. Cause it would just play along with you. Like, right. and it's the idea is that it doesn't just tell you the rules. It yeah. gets you, it's a quick start guide, right? Yeah. 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 Gets you going right in the game. Yeah. Uh, the more, appealing. the more different ways you have to learn a game, the better off Absolutely. people are. Oh yeah. 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 My, nothing will ever be for me. Someone else just teaching me how to play mm. the game. As long as yeah. they're, cause it, you know, what's worse than reading bad rules. Someone who's bad at teaching a game like that's, that sucks. So Rob is very good at teaching games. I think I'm good at teaching games. I'm terrible at making them seem fun while I'm teaching them. <laughs> okay. So I can I, I usually <laughs> lose hilarious. I usually lose people about halfway through the rules explanations. Right. I there's that is one thing I hate is when somebody starts to explain a game mm-hmm. and about halfway through I'm like I don't I'm not gonna be able to play this game. Like uh, don't make me go first because I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like I literally have no idea what I'm supposed yeah. to do mm-hmm. when it's my turn. Mm. Um, I hate that. So. That's too bad. Yeah, so the second thing that you guys mentioned oh. was my hatred of repetition. Yeah, right. Yes. And that actually was a major problem with the Loch Ness rules. Yeah, I saw you put a note in there that said, significant repetition, but they left out some parts. So <laughs> well, yeah, that's that they repeat themselves, but they left some of it out. That was the day, two, day one, day two thing. Uh-huh. Where like it, a ton of it is repeated, but not everything. Uh-huh. And it doesn't even let you know when you're supposed to turn back or not. Sure. But the thing that really got us is that they have a paragraph in here that explains... What's going to happen in the next paragraph? <laughs> so they're like, there's a paragraph that is, it says something like, if your camera's pointed directly at the Loch Ness Monster, you get to pick up one or more cards. And that's that entire paragraph. And the next paragraph is, if your camera's pointed directly at the Loch Ness Monster and you're on a three space island, you get one card. If you're on a two space island, you get two cards. So we read that uh-huh. and we're like, oh, well, you get two or three cards because it's 
Oh, it's literally a paragraph yeah, that yeah, explains yeah. what the next paragraph's going to have. So we didn't. I mean, and that's what that's probably what I can explain. It's one of the big problems of repetition. Okay, is it it always it almost always reads as two rules, gotcha. unless you very clearly right. and you're careful to identify. Su- well, like yeah. summarize one of them or or reference one of them. Sure. Okay. The, okay. I guess yeah. So a way you could do that would be like castles are used for scoring blah mm-hmm. blah blah and then later it says when you're scoring a castle yeah. right like that way you're reiterating you score with castles but i already yeah. told you that or you say as mentioned earlier or yeah as we'll cover in more sure. detail later right it's just once you start duplicating like once you start reading rules and you're thinking that you need to actually remember two different things you yeah. really, things really right. get nutty right 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 well especially to say this is what's going to happen in the next paragraph state it more explicitly that second paragraph would have been fine like just have the second paragraph exactly. that says this is how right. it works exactly right. or just yeah. get rid of the line break yeah true oh, don't, so it's just, just one paragraph yeah. two paragraphs yeah it's just uh huh. it, it was really this is real grand like i that i would expect it's do... i think it's a german translation of the game uh it's pretty or bad. translated from german Tran- yeah i mean yeah. It's translated from german the cover of the box does say das lachness yeah so. the, i you know i had that problem with the uh the um there's a a I think it was a Catan game, two-player Catan game. I don't remember what it is now. Another one of those situations where I think it was translated from another language. Probably German in that case. Probably, and Christine and I have sat down to try and play the game like four times, Mm -hmm. and all four times we just give up halfway through the rule book because it's a a small card game with, I don't know, it's probably got 100 cards in it, and the rule book's like nine pages, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, that just... And we're just like, we get halfway through, and we've not even finished setting up the game yet, right? And we don't... We're just, all right, moving on. Let's play something else. Sometimes, too, like, because meaning that I hate reading rule books, like, so I bought Hanshu, right? Because mm-hmm. I played it uh, with, uh, at uh, Unpub with Chris Kirkman and uh, Daryl and uh, Brad uh, Smoley. And, uh, like, it was fun. I loved it. And then I bought it and then realized that the two player version is different. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure it's fun, but, like, every yeah. time I go to play a game, it's, it's really hard when you go to play a game. Like, and it's like, my wife and I, we know we have like an hour to play a couple games. Yeah. Yeah. To, to pull out a new game and try and teach, like, first yeah. me read the rules, then me try to teach based on what I've just read, mm-hmm. when we could just be playing a game. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? So. Speaking of two-player, uh, I picked up uh, Dark is the Night at Gen Con this yeah, year from yeah. Ape Games. Um, so I finally got a chance to try that the other night with my sister-in-law, and uh, I can't recommend it. It's... It is so simple. See, when when you sh- when you showed me the demo at Gen Con, that was my immediate fear. Was it seemed like the game on a yeah. few plays would feel the same. Like we we played the game, I think five times in like ten minutes. Yeah, that makes sense because you could you could literally win on turn one. Yeah, and and every time, every time I, I won, every time not because I was doing better at the game, just just pure happenstance mm-hmm. right and i and i and i want i wanted to keep wanting to try it again you know well it's i maybe i've learned something this time or maybe she's learned something this time by the end of game five we're both like yeah i kind of feel like i don't really have any control over my own fate here so that's never getting pulled out of the closet again either so right so kind of two bummers there for me coming out of gen con I haven't played any of my games from Gen Con, yeah. including Sakatsu, which makes me mad because I Too really bad. want to play it. We've played that game and a I lot. And I told Seth, well, gosh, we should play this game. And, yeah. then, and then we haven't. It's I think great. you're the only two people that haven't played it. What? I've played it. Oh, you played it. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't even have to learn it. Like, it's so <laughs> easy to play. Yeah. But um, you just haven't played your copy of yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't played. Well, I have with your wife. 
Oh, right. Fair enough. <laughs> when you were at the... Um, the probably speed, speed dating, dating yeah. yeah you were at speed dating and yeah. you had packed your copy in the car already. yeah yeah so we played our we played my copy and then uh yeah yeah and then yep. you played my copy i did then, didn't i yeah and then and then i know what else has played it four player that's pretty good though yeah you said yeah. it's teams then yeah it seems it's the, the two player game with teams and you can't talk to each other about what you're gonna put what you have Gosh, yeah which, which is neat you the first the first proto spiel event event i went to which is right after i got into games yeah um ed marriott who designed schoolville was there yeah, yeah. Uh, Chevy Dodd was there. Grant Rodiak was there. Matt Loomis yeah. from Sakatsu was there. Sure. It was nice. like, that was my first event. It big was, weekend for it was you. a big weekend for <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it's great. Um, you know what I would pay money to see? And if you guys are listening, seriously, I'll pay money to see this. I'll buy you beer while you do this. I want to see a four player game of Sakatsu uh-huh. where Loomis and Isaac are on the same team. I would bet you money. They lose. They lose hard <laughs> because even huh. though they designed that game together, let's be honest, right? They probably both have very different playing styles when they play that game. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. Like I would pay mm-hmm. to see that, guys. So I know you both listen. So I wonder. I want to see that. I want to see you guys at each other's throats trying to play Sakatsu. <laughs> like, because you know that like both of them would just be like, yeah. <clears throat> Every time the other one did something, right? I wonder. Yeah, that would be interesting to just see. Just shaking their heads. Because I bet they've not done that. They probably played on opposite teams. So yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, what, uh, what game designs are you working on right now? Oh, well, I have a game that is a pickup, pickup deliver game, okay. but it is, uh, it's one of the games where you have a map that expands as you build it. Okay. Oh. Uh, and the idea of the game is, uh, to be able to exploit the map just for you. Hmm. And some of that is making it so that other people can't see really what you're doing. Hmm. Uh, which sounds kind of weird, but as you're playing, if you if you have picked up the right things, you're going to be able to take a path that goes a lot further than someone else who has a different set of things. And okay. if no one, if someone's not paying enough attention, they don't know exactly what things you were able to do to to shoot you through that. And then they kind of have um, each player can throughout the game draft special uh, actions that let them uniquely exploit the map as well. Okay. So they can place tiles in certain patterns that only they're going to be able to achieve a route using only a specific set of items. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, and then I have a uh, a bidding game I'm bringing as well where uh, each person has two things. One of them goes up for auction. Uh, they're stuck with the result uh, after the other player chooses mm. what they want. Uh, you usually end up with two different things at the end of each round. Uh, those increase a a generator in like the color of the thing that you were stuck with. Okay. Uh, and you have to buy these cards that uh, you score based on patterns that you create by placing those things that you've gotten. Okay. Uh, and the prices for those are set by the highest value that anyone has in each of those colors. Okay. So the way the game goes is you can go completely hard on red and now you're pretty much the only person that can buy red. Mm-hmm. I mean, other players might be able to do it once every two rounds, maybe. Mm. So you get all the best cards from there. Or you can uh, go concentrate evenly on two colors or three colors. And uh, and you can mm. say what you want. Uh, and you can make sure that other people never get the colors that they want. Uh, and it's just kind of a... It's pretty silly, but it's a it's a fun little trading game okay. that I don't hate. <laughs> hey, there you go. And you brought both those? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we right should on. play those at Grand Con. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. The 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 map one I'm feeling good about, and the training one, 
it needs a couple of things. Th- I think it needs a couple of things. Thematically, what are, what are we looking at? Uh, the first one is about uh, running rum in the Caribbean. Okay. Did you have this at a Protospiel a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a lot better now. Is it okay? Because <laughs> like, oh, I didn't have a chance to play with you, but I remember looking at the board that you oh, made, and it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's the one where um, there was—I don't remember his name now. Uh, there was a game developer from Mayfair there, and he played my game. Uh-huh. And he's—he's he's just like, uh, it has a couple of problems, and I'm like, be honest. And he's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and just outlined like with uh-huh. cutting detail everything that needed to be wow. changed about it and Amazing. i changed it and it worked way better nice. since then okay. uh so yeah so that one's about you know it's pick up and deliver but it's about rum running is what it's about sure uh and the second one is about uh being on the imagineering teams at a theme park company uh. and the buildings are like new buildings you're gonna build okay uh, and you're actually trading like uh resources from your departments yeah. to help each other out nice or to screw each other over because that's how it works <laughs> well the, the way you screw each other over is by taking a project that they might want okay taking okay. a building that they might want and that's what really messes them up otherwise you have you kind of have to trade right sure it's a trading game you gotta cooperate mm-hmm. yeah right on cool yeah just checking the time here what are we at 35 minutes oh good wow yeah wow okay feels like it's been longer than that i know this guy Mm-hmm. Yes. I talk quickly, so <laughs> it's like in. it's like uh, a lot. people are going to have to slow it down to one x speed in order to right. grasp everything from this you episode. That people who listen at different speeds <laughs> take that. Uh, it's it's just funny because I grew up in the Caribbean, yeah. where I, I'm speaking so slowly right now. Are you? So it's really funny. I still talk pretty fast. Even though I am literally always making a, a constant effort to speak Slow slowly. Down. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. I have noticed that you talk fast, but I didn't realize they talked fast in the Caribbean. Really the fast. Because that's where you're from, yeah. right? the Bahamas. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I'm a big fan of Gilmore Girls. And I get these people, oh, that, I get these people yeah. that are like, no one talks like that in real life. And I'm like, this is my childhood. <laughs> like, like, I would, I'd sit around with my cousins and we watched the same comedy we uh-huh. read the same comics we played the same games we talked really fast so we'd have these conversations where it is just those yeah right. culture <laughs> reference yeah. bounce off play off someone else's joke it, it, <laughs> yeah. it was like this is my childhood so i watched that show and i'm just like this is he's like it feels huh. like i'm in the behind yeah it's nostalgic for me i think i tried to watch that with christine once and i was like i can't mm-hmm. keep this no i don't want to this is not for me it's always something i've always been interested in watching because i love Dialogue like that, like snappy, yeah. like dialogue. Yeah, your your Tarantino does that kind of nonsense. But this, like, it's the does, the whole. But there's other people that do it better. But, but it's not the show. What the show's about is so fascinating. Like it's about like class, people? class and generation differences. Like, oh, is that oh, okay? Yeah. yeah, she she rebels against the kind of stuffy, proper upper class life that her parents have. Okay. Um, during the rebellion, she gets pregnant. Instead of telling her parents, she runs away. Mm. And basically, like, cuts herself completely off from her parents and and raises her child by herself. Spoiler alert! Yeah, this is like the, the first episode. Starts, I'm assuming, yeah, the show starts <laughs> yeah. when she comes back, really. Yeah, and then she 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 eventually mends the relationship with her parents, okay. and then from there, it's kind of about her daughter being lured into this uh, environment that she hated so much, mm, and like her daughter stuffy. learning why it's so terrible too. Right. Gotcha. So, so it's, it's basically Gilmore Abbey, is what I'm hearing. I I haven't watched Downtown Abbey. It's <laughs> Downtown <laughs> Abbey. Hey, I'm not, I'm a little embarrassed, but Downtown Abbey's 
excellent. Have you it's, watched uh, yeah, How I Met Your Mother? No, I've heard that's good, though. I, one of the jokes on How I Met Your Mother is they watch a, a show that is the equivalent of uh-huh. uh, Downton Down yeah. Abbey, uh, where they uh, have these... Is it called Upton? I don't remember what it's called, but like awesome. They discuss the episodes on the show of this fictional show that they watch, and they're so excited about who was who was invited to tea and who wasn't invited to tea. (laughs) And like the the crazy hijinks that went on during tea. Yeah. It's it's really, really great. That's down navy. It's It's, really great. It's a great show. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I Maggie Smith is in it, right? Yeah. She is the best character in that whole show. Pretty much every movie she's she's in. (laughs) She's amazing. She's incredible. She's incredible in that show. Everybody in that show is excellent. Speaking of TV shows, we have we all seen the Defenders now? No, no. Oh. Jason has. Yeah, Jason and I talked about it at length at work. Yep. So, but if you're not on board, we won't. So let me. You let can me talk explain, about let it. Me I explain to you how it goes without spoilers. I don't mind this part of the show, unlike all, <laughs> unlike all your other listeners. Episode one, two. I didn't really care. Episode three. By the end, I was yeah. like, okay, I'm watching this show. Yeah. Episode four. Uh, okay, what's going on? Episode five. Well, I gotta see it through to the end. Episode I guess. six. Um, wait, 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 is this getting a little better? Episode seven. No, it's not. In fact, I know where episode eight's going, and it's gonna not be good. Wait, wait, episode eight's worse than I thought. Oh wow, 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 wow. <laughs> and scene. It's, I mean that that is that's my walkthrough of the defenders for you. Yeah, I would say I would say for the first, I would say for the first six episodes. I feel like it was about on par with season two of Daredevil, but but the last two episodes were just it makes, straight up Iron Fist. It's worse than Iron Fist, I think. You know, I'm going to disagree with that for one reason because Uh-oh. there was more than just Iron Fist there. <laughs> you know what though? You know what it had though, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but it had the two things I hate the most about uh-huh. Netflix Marvel. Okay, Iron Fist, yeah, and Elektra. <laughs> Look at my two yeah. most hated things. I hate Elektra in general, like as like a oh yeah character. Oh yeah, she's terrible. And I love Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner's my girl, man. Alias. This this is not Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner's not in this. I know, but I'm saying, even when that Electric came out, I hated it. Uh, Well, yeah, well, yeah, but that was also a terrible movie. Oh, it was very terrible. Yeah, I would argue it's not worse than Iron Fist. I don't know what's happening over here. I think Neil is filming. He's either filming us or taking pictures. uh, He might be tweeting this. I don't know. That's That's fine. Yeah, prelude to uh, something. Um, So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So builders so, follow Neil on Twitter. Yeah. At, what what are you on Twitter? At potted meats. Potted at, meat. At potted meat. Never understood that. I don't know if that's going to Twitter. It's or a, it's a thing. That's a childhood story where apparently <laughs> I, it is a Bahamas thing. Yeah. I loved I loved spam. potted meat. Oh. Well, it's particularly potted meat. Potted meat is much worse than spam. Is that like a specific brand? It's not a specific or, brand. No, okay. It's, it's like tuna in a can, except for it's 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 basically it's cat food, Rob. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's intestines and stomach lining. Oh man, you're making me hungry. Wow. It's and, and you love this stuff. My parents claim that uh, I tried some and really liked it. <laughs> they lived on an island, man. It was like see what happened. Take was what you can get in the yeah. Bahamas. You don't realize this, Rob, but in the Bahamas, like every once in a while. Uh huh. First of all, there are polar bears everywhere, but every once in a while, the lost island. This this airplane flies over and drops this this pear drop with a bunch of right. uh, Dharma initiative symbols yeah. on it, and that's where they get their food. Wait, and it's and then and then a meat. bunch of guys with guns run up and fight each other for it. And are, then are it we talking about PUBG no? The here? first part seems pretty accurate though. <laughs> talking about what <laughs> PUBG? No, player player unknowns battlegrounds. It's a video game. Oh, pay attention to video games, Jason. I I don't know. <laughs> video games are awesome. I love video games. Well, you should play more. It's not that games. crap. It's a good game. Anyway, video games. Did you guys hear that uh, Nintendo is going to release more hey, of the did. Nintendo yep. Retro, the the NES, hmm. NES and the Classic. SNES? It's the NES Classic. Nobody says SNES. 
Super Do people NES say SNES? SNES? You can be the decider. It's not SNES. Yeah. It's SNES. No, See, I'm doing something so that the viewers can't actually tell He'll what shook I'm... shook his head in one direction. <laughs> I think he actually nodded vigorously. <laughs> vigorously. Vigorously. Schrodinger's nod. The NES and the SNES. NES. Your generation is so lazy, Rob. You guys can't even say words. Yeah, because I'm a Gen Xer and you're a Gen Y, right? Gen Y is not a thing. I'm a millennial. Okay, you're, you're, you're both millennials. What year were you born? I'm a 79. So was I. No, you're not. What I'm is your birthday? <laughs> June. I'm on the upper you end of millennials. You are older than me, barely. Mine's in August. <laughs> board games. Board games. Why do we talk about board games? I don't know. So did Neil pitch a game? I felt like he kind of no. pitched a game. I feel like earlier. he kind of almost can, pitched I can, a quarter of two games. I can quickly pitch a game that I've been thinking about for a while, and I've never actually... Do it. When you say quickly pitch a game, do you mean quickly pitch a game like I do or quickly pitch a game like Rob does? Because we don't have 20 minutes. Well, Actually, so we do have <laughs> about 20 minutes, exactly. <laughs> so I to- I've told my wife this a couple times, but okay. I'm still getting messages because I have Wi-Fi on. <laughs> That's your fault. Yep. Um, it's okay. It's just the I, antenna that jacks with the mics. Jason and Rob are the uh, two halves of my personality. Oh, <laughs> this is dark and I'm twisted. S- I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I'm gonna pitch probably something that's right in between. Okay. The two lines. So we're both gonna hate it. <laughs> <laughs> probably. You'll be like, "Oh, that was too short," and you'll be like, oh, "That was too long." Okay. So does the name have two words that rhyme? Because then Jason's gonna. Oh, it. can it? Because if it does, then I already you already won me. Yeah. The game can suck if it's got. If it's got two words that rhyme and some sweet art, I'll buy anything. Literally yeah, right. anything. Yeah. Well, so the the game is about trying to buy groceries uh-huh. and having a child put junk food in your grocery cart. That wait, Rob already pitched that game. Did he? It was a Christmas game. Christmas game. Right. Oh my gosh, you remember it. Of course I do. But like this is a, a pick another pickup and deliver game. Right. Apparently right. I like doing that. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. did you call yours? I don't remember. I don't know. It was a Christmas theme game, though. Yeah, you were trying to sneak Christmas presents in your mom's cart. Ah, yeah. So anyway, right. go on. So the idea of the game is that you have shopping carts that are twice as long as they are wide. Okay. That's kind of the sure. the yep. the grid that you end up with on this game board. Okay. Uh and in the aisles, uh, your shopping carts are can go two across, right? So. Okay. You can have one going one direction, one going another sure. down an aisle, no problem. Uh, on the ends, uh, around the periphery, you can have two shopping carts wide, but going uh, horizontal along the top and vertical along the sides. Okay. Meaning that when you cross an aisle, you can block use one shopping cart to block off gotcha. an entire aisle if yep. you want to. Sure. That sounds real. So the way the game, old ladies, so the old ladies, oh my god! Yeah. And then they write a check in the checkout lane. Anyway, that is a, a the, check. the check writing is a vital part of this game. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I want to play that game. It's <laughs> just a game about checking out. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be fun. Uh, so the game works is that you your cart each cart has uh, I think six or eight items mm-hmm. that you need to pick up. They're color coded, uh, and they are represented by actual shelves uh on the map okay so brown will be uh dog food and it'll be all the way on the left side of the store and potted meat mostly yeah it'll be potted meat uh-huh. and that'll be like uh a mustardy brown uh-huh. and that <laughs> that'll be kind of in the, maybe in the, in the center of one of the aisles this sounds like a rob game it sounds gross <laughs> in, in the store <laughs> this is like first season of this show rob uh so the idea is you'd roll two dice uh and 
the sum of your dice would be the total number of moves you can make, either okay. up or down or side to side. Okay. Uh, and what you're really going to want to do with your turn is move from what you've gotten so far to your the thing you need to get next, mm. um, trying to block off other players as you do it. Mm. Uh, and, that, and that's kind of why the board's structured the way that it is. Okay. But if you roll doubles, what you can do is actually take uh, a junk food tile and give that to, the, to, to one of the other players. And now uh. they have to go pick up the junk food, and those junk foods are in the middle of kind of the center aisles. Gotcha. So it requires that player to kind of go back to the middle okay. uh, and pick something up. Okay. And I've I've done a simulator for it, and it seems to mostly work out. You've done a simulator I ha- for well, it. Well, I had to because I, I actually tried laying it out, uh-huh. uh, and what I realized is that the order and uh, colors of the different things you need to pick up uh-huh. produces wildly different number of moves. Sure. So I wrote a little simulator that... Naturally. That, that checks to see whether yeah, it's all going right. to work. Right. I have a, you basically create an artificial intelligence. Exactly. To, finish the the game for you it's not it's not a very smart artificial intelligence <laughs> deep thought is it kind of it, yeah. it like it gives a junk food to like whoever's in last okay or not whoever's last whoever has the most whoever has the most okay uh completed and it, people would do it's and it, it's a really simple mapping about like the most efficient route because uh-huh. there's only like 60 spaces or something like that okay you can literally just say like if i'm on this space what direction can i move and it, mm-hmm. it's it's easy. It's yeah. It's, yeah, it's an AI. It's super easy. Right. Trust me. Yeah, it's an AI. Uh, and it's I, just, I made sure that the double Skynet. rolls didn't reduce it. it didn't once, produce anything crazy. Once like it understands that you know candy is actually amazing, mm-hmm. then it will rewrite the whole game for so you. All it is you and check then, out with candy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Uh, I'm just changing topics. That pitch was great, Neil. Um, <laughs> the uh, I'm going to make it someday. Google or somebody, <laughs> Google or Facebook or somebody, they had an AI. I think it was Google and they were testing something and the AI started communicating in a, in a different language that it wrote itself. That was shorthand. I didn't hear about that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like they told the AI communicate efficiently about this and they were trying to trade things back and forth. The Mm -hmm. AI and the AI started using shorthand. Like Hmm. it would be like, I need red, 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 which meant I need four reds. (laughs) Like, and it would just started like completely doing this shorthand with itself or to the other AI that they put out there with it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And of course, on the internet, it was like, and they shut it down because it was Skynet. But yeah. no, no, they, they were just like, we shut it down because it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. <laughs> like, it was started doing something else, so we stopped it. Hmm. But yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. Fascinating. So, yeah. I, for one, can't wait till AI tries to take over the world. I, mean, I welcome... Awesome. It's a long way away. <laughs> I just I just want self-driving cars. Yes. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I, I, yeah. I, I want a self-driving car where the four seats rotate to the middle and we can play games on the way to Gen Con. Yes. That's all I want. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Or a bed so I can sleep. Next year. Next year? I'm just dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> you look so You're sure. You're such a Next sucker, year. Jason. Smile, smile. Well, You're such it's, a in, it's possible. It's possible right now. It's just... I mean, not that car, but... Plausible. I don't well, know. I, it's I not one that has rotating seats that no. is being produced right now. I think the best thing you could do with a self-driving car though was not have a steering wheel in it, not have the ability for a person to override it a while. and screw it up. Because be your way. accidents with self-driving cars, mark my words, are going to be idiots being like, "Oh, the self-driving car is going to crash! I'm going to," and then they're going to crash, and they're going to blame the self-driving car. Wait, but it's not going to be the self-driving car's fault. It's going to be their go? fault. How'd that go? <laughs> That's what I said more. Like, like, yeah, he echo. does that. People do that to me when I make weird stuff. Like, I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I don't care. Yeah. No, it's it's shocking how many people will do it again. Is is that's what I enjoy about it? Yeah. Is it is it shocking or is it just is that what normal people do, Rob? 
Fun people. Fun people. Fun people do it. And and so what I'm and saying I is, tell Neil was talking too fast. That's <laughs> what I do. One of many things. Neil was just like, yeah. self-driving cars. Like, what did he say? Mm-hmm. Speaking in tongues, apparently. <laughs> red, 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 Wow, this uh-huh. went off the rails, like every episode. It of was BGG. never on the rails. Let's be honest. Um, it was never on the rails, like Ruby. Mm-hmm. What? It's a programming joke. He got it. That's, okay. that's my guy right Not there. Not a programmer. If Alan is listening, he just got it. And he okay. just chuckled. So okay. Is it agile? Was no. this an agile episode? No. Or was it lean? <laughs> I don't know. This is a waterfall episode. Yeah, that's it. So it's there gonna go. suck and fail. <laughs> this episode never posted, guys, because it was waterfall. <laughs> This episode can't be contained. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what else to talk about. Maybe it's time for us to end this debacle. Oh. What? One more thing we could talk about. One more thing to talk about, Jason. Well, we haven't talked about Star Wars yet. Mm. De- <laughs> delayed delayed again. Yeah, J.J. Abrams directing mm. episode nine I'm now. not happy about that. I, I got to be honest. Care. Whatever. I am happy anytime anyone that is hard to work with gets fired. Yeah, sure. It's, yeah. Sure. it's my dream. Yeah, like, I mean, we don't know specifically, but sure, eh, probably, yeah. probably, right? Well, he wasn't it, playing the game, and yeah. so they got rid of him. Sure, well, that's they, fine. The, the the quote is that he cared more about his opinions than getting things done, or like sharing his opinions than getting things done. Sure. Which is... Okay. So... Yeah, I, that sucks me, for him. Let me tell you why I'm not happy about J.J. Abrams, and that's because... Mm. That's because... J.J. Abrams does not understand how outer space works. Oh, who cares? It's Star Wars. Star Wars has made some mistakes before, but Star Wars has never sent a laser across the universe that everybody could see at the same time. I agree that that was stupid. Yeah. Okay. That was dumb. J.J. Abrams does not understand what space is. Who else doesn't understand what space is? George Lucas. You know who else doesn't understand what a good movie is? George Lucas. Sure. See, what they should have done is fire the laser and then... Like maybe a couple hours in the movie, mm-hmm. they cut and then they're like, "Look, everyone can finally see the laser." We're actually like episode nine. Episode, Everybody yeah. can actually see. <laughs> see, nope. It would have been even longer. Than that, like, right? audience, the audience would have been like, "Whoa!" No, they didn't I see. Well, I whatever see, was. I see what he did there. He has an understanding of how fast light travels. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they were like, "Wow, that was that was hella boring." That's what they would say. Yeah. No. no see, J.J. Abrams went to the Game of Thrones school of travel. So. <laughs> The Game of Thrones season sure. seven school of travel. Yeah. So he understands that fast that, travel. That was not nearly as egregious though as as the mistake that he made. It's true in because Star you Wars. can actually you can actually make Game of Thrones make sense. Sure. You can't make fast well, you can't. But they had all those lasers in the last Game of Thrones. They did. They did. In the finale. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. When the Predator showed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Predator. But here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. Uh JJ Abrams, you know what he understands? Money. He understands that he can shoot a laser in less than twelve parsecs. So that's what it is. So, so the parsec mistake is definitely a mistake. Yes. You're right, but it's but it's been retconned to make sense. It's retconned. It's not, here's what's great. That's not an excuse. No, they, no, but they retconned it, and it actually is legit the way they retconned it. It's nonsense. It. He took a different route. Whatever. No, it's not. He flew close to a black hole, which yeah, diluted. I get it. It's <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. Okay. The parsec time dilation. The parsec. Was a mistake. The easier way to explain that is by Han just boasting and not actually knowing what the f he's talking about. Okay, that's that's the easier justification that doesn't right. ex- doesn't require a bunch of nonsense, right? It, Han's just trying to impress everybody because he doesn't actually know what the words mean. Okay, right? Th- because George Lucas didn't know what the words mean. Okay, right? J.J. Abrams, it's just just it's not like some 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 guy bragging being an idiot and getting something wrong. It's 
he he doesn't understand physics. How do you know that there wasn't some hyperdrive on the There lasers? wasn't. How do you know? There wasn't. How do you know? There wasn't. You know what I really enjoyed? The way Guardians of the Galaxy handled space travel. The uh-huh. second one? Did you see the second one? Yeah. With the like jump gate things they went through? Sure. That was cool. Yeah. Like that was that was smart. You know what was even smarter than the the lasers? Even smarter than the lasers? Like 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 better science, right? Better science than the laser lightsabers. No, I, I'm making a joke here, yeah, but also making a point. Okay, okay. Is the infinite improbability drive from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Even that is more plausible than the laser that's get gets shot across the galaxy in The Force Awakens. So you're saying that it should they they like the uh, the laser should have turned into a whale and then a pot of petunias and then blown up the planet and well, said. It Not turned again. missile. One missile turned into a whale, and one missile turned into a pot of petunias. Well, but it could have been lasers. Well, it was Agrajag. But um, I'm a fly. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying pan-dimensional the, mice. I'm saying that the infinite improbability drive is is dumb and funny, but it, but it was also more likely to be more plausible within the laws of physics than that laser. Yeah. Am I wrong? I, I mean, only I a little bit, right? <laughs> You're right, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) Thank you. See, Rob, you can just enjoy a movie. What are you, Neil deGrasse Tyson over there? (laughs) By the way, I just rewatched The Checkers Guide to Galaxy, the movie that came out in the early 2000s. It wasn't as good as I remembered. Kind of a problem. I I feel like it would be as good as I remembered because I don't remember remember it being very good. I I remember liking it. I I love those books. I remember liking every person in the movie, but not feeling like the movie was great. Exactly. But I did love every person in the movie. Like Every person in the movie I felt was cast very well. Yes. Right. They were all meant to be who they were meant to be. I didn't like... I I mean, I liked uh, Sam Rockwell as Zaphod, but they didn't present Zaphod Zaphod well. But Sam Rockwell's great, though. Sam Rockwell's fantastic. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but so I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I love every choice they made about in actors, and I didn't like necessarily the way they presented them. So, right. Yeah, I did. I think the best thing about the movies is the way they presented the Hitchhiker's Guide. Like when they would do the little yeah, animations, okay. that was good. That was That's okay. how I imagined it in the book. Right when I was reading it, don't so. remember that part. Yeah. yeah. So. Sounds right. All right. Hey, that's a show. Let's call it a wrap. <laughs> yeah, train wreck basically. Let's call it a train wreck. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm glad somebody did. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to buildingthegamepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PodcastBTG. Jason is at J.A. Slingerland. I'm at Poorly underscore design. And as stated before, Neil is at Potted Meat. If you uh, want to call our Google Voice number, you can leave us a voicemail at 770-TELL-BTG. You can like us on Facebook and give us a five-star review. I feel like I'm doing all this out of order, but it doesn't really matter. Whatever. No one cares. Buildinggamepodcast.com. Um, Neil, thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah. 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 It's cool. We should do this. We should have people in your basement more often. We yeah. should. Yeah. Anytime any builder wants to drive here, yeah. you're welcome to just, be on the show. Just, it's just, only a seven hour drive for me. So, yeah, hey. Depending on who you are, I may not let you stay the night like I'm letting Neil stay. But. <laughs> just knock on Jason's door anytime. We've known Jason for a few years, maybe. Yeah. Make right. an exception. Yeah. Yeah. You, it just, just come on over on a Tuesday night. There's a good chance we'll be recording. If you're a builder I've met in person at least more than once, there's a good chance I would let you, yeah. uh, I would let you stay in my house. <laughs> And I have met Neil twice before this, so mm-hmm. right. But I also talk to Neil online a lot. It's so true on yeah. the internets. Yeah. Okay, have a good time at Grand Con. I mean, I'm glad you had a good time at Grand Con. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I'm gonna go spend that five million dollars. I yeah. just got advanced. Good plan. Yeah, good plan. That's cool. That's nice. All right. Good night. Guys. All right. Good, good night, night, builders.
Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. <laughs> Test the levels. Uno, dos, are they on there? No, oh, you're on here? Cuatro, yeah. cinco, cinco, ice, ice, icicle. Pop, pop, popsicle. Test, test, testing one, two, three. Looks okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you peaked there a little bit. Oh, man. But I think you're going to be all right. Yeah. I think we'll make do.